You are listening to Words of Jen, where I read to you one piece of my writing in each and every episode. This is Jen, and you are listening to Words of Jen. This is the last episode of the 1997 series where I've been reading to you pieces of a journal that I was required to write as part of my student teaching experience when I was in university. So I'm going to go ahead and finish this up, which was something I intended to do originally. As you may recall, I started this whole process for Napod Pomo of November of 2021, and then I sort of stopped after episode 94, and then I did one in December for episode 95, and this is going to be episode 96, and that will be the end of this particular series. It may be a little bit longer than the ones you've heard before, but maybe that's not a bad thing. So I'm going to pick up where I left off with the last bits of this journal, and then I'll talk a little bit about it after that. Thursday. November 20, 1997. I got to teach the art history class today for the first time. Unfortunately, Dr. Yu was unable to observe it. Basically, I discussed and presented slides relating to the Roman lesson plan, gave students information about Roman coins and Roman numerals, and gave them some basic information about their art project. I felt like it was going okay. But I wasn't sure if I fulfilled all that was expected of me, but Mrs. J said she thought it went really well, which makes me feel a lot better. Mrs. J and I discussed what I would be teaching when so I could give Dr. Yu a window of opportunity to come observe. Friday, November 21, 1997. Things are going great. I'm so glad Mrs. N told me that she thought the art history lesson I presented went really well. That makes me feel better, too. She agreed to write an evaluation of me for my credential file, too. Yay! I was hoping that would work out. I also arranged with Mrs. S to use the Macs in the library on Tuesday with the Design 2 class and even got a Mac disc from her. She's such a big help. I also learned many things about pay scale and what determines where you start and how to go about changing things from a teacher today. This was really helpful because that sort of thing isn't taught about at my university and it is things a student teacher really needs to know. I also learned about how midterms work and what that can do to ineligibility. That's another thing that is not taught in school but is really needed knowledge. And I finally had the time to observe Mr. W's Spanish 2 class, which I've been intending to since I started here. This was very helpful. Many of the classes here are small, as was this one, and therefore run on a much looser basis than is necessary in other schools where there are more students with more discipline problems. It is very nice to see and informative. I'm not as used to small classes of good kids. I also ran into the counselor who said she has been hearing good things about me. I asked from who and she kind of clammed up. I realized she thought I was asking for a name, which I was not. So I said from teachers, from students, and she laughed and said something about how she deals with confidentiality and misunderstood. And then she said she heard lots of good things from teachers. It's so nice to hear that. It has taken a little bit more time than I expected, but I really do feel like I'm doing a good job here and am appreciated. This helps so much, 
I did not feel I was doing a bad job, but I was a bit unsure about how I was being perceived. Things are going great. Monday, November 24, 1997. What got done today? 1. Xeroxed all the copies I needed for today's lessons slash classes. Xeroxing. <laughs> I should probably go over that a bit. So there used to be standard in many schools, universities, and whatever, a large Xerox machine that could be used. You'd put coins in it, like I don't remember if it was quarters or dimes back then. It might have been a combination of both. And you put in your permanent copy or your original copy of the thing that you wanted to hand out to your students. And then you'd tell the machine how many copies you needed and hope there was enough ink and that you could get them printed in time and that would be, they would be dried out enough so that they wouldn't smear and all of this. So uh, that's what I spent time doing the first thing that day on uh, November 24th of 1997. Two, got the documentation for the tessellation lesson done. Now I just need to remember to include it in the, in the binder. Forgot my three ring hole puncher today. So that's another thing. We were working with binders, um, three ring binders, and it was something that the university I went to insisted that we do. They got us started on this early on in the student teaching um, classes, I suppose, where everything we did had to be photographed, written about, put in a binder with three rings on a nice background with like plastic sheets to put in there and all this other stuff. And it was supposed to make this a habit so that when we got in, you know, so that when we graduated and of course immediately got a wonderful teaching job, which didn't happen for most of us, I assume, that we'd have something to work from. So it, they were really big on the binders. And I kept mentioning in this series that Dr. Yu, who was my supervising professor, wasn't able to visit very often. So the binders also helped the teachers that were teaching us or evaluating us so that they could see what we had been doing when they weren't there. And of course, the three punch, uh, the three ring hole punch was necessary because if I wanted to put something new into the binder, I needed to be able to make those little hole punches to put them in. It was kind of a lot looking back on it now, but it, it wasn't, like, that was the best we had. We couldn't just, like, put it all in a Google Doc, you know, that didn't exist yet. Three, printed out copies of the optical artwork the Design One class did. Worked with Miss A for a long time trying to get the printer to work, which I prearranged. It looked like I may still have to print out some of the color ones on my printer at home. So that's another thing that was a problem then. The biggest piece of technology we had for disseminating information to students, especially visual information, was a printer. A lot of the schools had maybe a small, some of them had a small little computer room that students could use sometimes under the supervision of teachers. But other than that, it was like printed out and handed to them and it was inefficient. And there were, this is not the first time during my student teaching where I had to go home and use my printer paper and my printer ink without being compensated in order to just to get a class done. And I think that really gave me a clue as to what teaching would have been like had I become a teacher later on. Four, borrowed a hole puncher and got everything into the binder. Five, arranged with Mrs. J when what lesson will happen. This is working well. Six, got organized during the art history class. Mrs. N needed to do some history with them and then I had to leave part of class. Basically, Mrs. N and Mrs. J are going over the test and starting talking about the art project. Seven, put up the bulletin board for the tessellations lesson. Eight, 
photographed some more of the whistles, ran out of film, forgot to bring the new cartridge with me. Oh well, no tragedy if I have to do it tomorrow, no problem. Okay, so that's another thing. This was before cell phones, smartphones were commonly in use. So every piece of art that we had students do and complete or work on, uh, we needed to take photos with film and we had to pay for this ourselves and we had to go get them developed ourselves. And if it didn't come out, we had no way of knowing until that film was developed. So it was like so many tedious little things that got in the way of teaching back then that I didn't fully realize until I looked back at it now while I'm going through this journal. 9. Design 1 class did the tessellation lesson. Got reviewed by Dr. Yu. Everything went very well. He did not tell me about anything he didn't like that I was doing, only things he did like. If he didn't like something, he would tell me, so all is well, no worries. Tuesday, November 25, 1997. Today went well. I did the op art lesson with the Design 2 class. Very interesting. I tried this on one of the Macs. These kids seemed more influenced by Riley, whereas the Design 1 kids were more influenced by Albers. It also went the whole hour, which I did not intend. They drag out what they like, and they said they liked this. Now, if I could just get a chance to get these last three students to finish the whistles. Wednesday, November 26, 1997. Not much happened. That's all I wrote. Um, I want to go back to the Albers thing. So Riley and Albers were two artists, in short, that did a lot of interesting stuff. And I offered both of these artists' work to both of these classes, Design 1 and Design 2. And I just found it interesting that one of them liked one better and the other one liked the opposite one better. So, you know, it was just kind of neat to see. Thursday, November 27, and Friday, November 28. No school. Thanksgiving. I don't remember what I did that Thanksgiving, but I must have done something. Monday, December 1st, 1997. Called in sick. Migraine. I used to get migraines a lot when I was younger. They disappeared after a while, and it's hard to say what was causing them. But yeah, so this is like maybe the second or third time during student teaching where I had to call in sick because I had a migraine. And at the time, no one knew what migraines were caused by. No one. Like you couldn't call in and have your ho your coworkers go, oh, okay, yeah, migraine. I understand. Sure. They didn't know what it was either. and Nobody had a cure. and It was awful. But anyway, they were at least reasonable about letting me stay home if I had a migraine. Tuesday, December 2, 1997. Continued the coins with the art history class. Continued working on throwing and tessellations with the Design 1 class. Everyone was all excited today because the boys' varsity basketball team was Channel 17's uh, city that isn't the one I was teaching in, uh, Team of the Week, and they were getting filmed today. It's supposed to air Thursday. The throwing, that's... Um, when you take clay and you put it on a wheel and you try to shape the clay into a form of some kind, usually people make like pots or something like that. That's what I was referring to with that because this school actually had a few little things that you could use to throw clay on. So that's what I was trying to teach some of them to do. The basketball team was just, you know, the varsity basketball team, they were picked for the team of the week for that particular 
uh, local news. Now, again, I was working in a school that was rural, so they that's huge to them. You know, they weren't like part of that city. They were outside of it very far and still got picked. So it was kind of neat to see these kids actually get really excited about, you know, their fellow students that had gotten this honor. That was kind of fun to see all their smiling faces about it. And oddly enough, the particular town, which I'm not naming, I ended up living in for a while, years later, having no idea that that's where I'd be. Wednesday, December 3rd, not much to say. Thursday, September 4th, 1997, went to Medieval Times. Uh, I won't tell you the town, but Medieval Times, for those that you don't know, is a restaurant that has a medieval theme, and you go and you get served by people dressed in sort of medieval-looking costumes, and you watch people on horses fight battles against each other. They're all dressed up as kings and wizards and knights and princesses and whatever, and there's a storyline, and you get sat in a section that is uplifted like an arena, like a sports arena, but much smaller and uh, cheer for whichever knight has the colors of whichever section you're in and you're eating food as it goes. It's, it's pretty entertaining. I've been there a few times, mostly going with students for various reasons. Uh, this one was um, high school students, or some might have been middle school, but I think most of them were high school students. And then uh, I, later on, I brought a group of daycare kids there and stuff like that. That's what it was. This was like a reward for these kids because they didn't have easy access to something like this. They had to, we'd use the school buses, I think, to get there and back, and it wouldn't be something easy for them to do. So that's what that was. They were all excited. I'm going to start over on that part a bit now that you have some context. Went to medieval times with the art history class and the English 4 class. A lot of the kids in the English class were in some of the other art classes, so I knew who they were. This group is a very well-behaved group of high schoolers, which made the field trip easy. Everyone had fun. We had the Red Knight, who won. And this school's colors are red and white, so it made cheering easier. They're already used to cheering red, red, red. Friday, December 5th, 1997. Finished the whistle lesson with Design 2! I was super excited about that because it is a process. It's you take a, you know, clay and you form it into a shape and I think I think I was saying, you know, pick an animal shape, you know, make it into a cat or a dog or whatever. I made a turtle <laughs> just to show them. We had to do that before we started student teaching just in case we wanted to do a lesson plan like this and I said, "Okay, I'm going to do this." It's tricky at first to get it done correctly so that when you blow air through the whistle it makes a sound long story short and we had some kids that just were never there on the days when we were gonna have kids finish up those whistles so I was so excited to get this done finally and by the end of it everybody's whistle worked so I think they were kind of excited too. Monday December 8 1997 attended the last seminar at the university I was in informative but boring. Tuesday, December 9 through Friday, December 12, 1997. Learned how to do moulage. Learned more about how to get to teach at a town that I had not taught in that I would end up living in years later. And that is the end of the 1997 series where I read to you a piece of the journal because I've already gone through the journal. I might have another journal from previous to this that might be interesting to 
uh, talk about if I can find it. I can't wait. To, if I find it, I can't wait to see what t changes in technology have happened since then. And I'm going to move on to something slightly different or possibly very different for the next series of Words of Jen. I hope you enjoyed this one and you'll see what comes up as soon as I figure out how to make it work. Thanks for listening.